somebody is going to be delivered. Somebody. Hallelujah. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, you better get ready. You ought to tell somebody, say, God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. No, no, you ought to tell them like you mean it. Look them in the eye and say, God is about to give you the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Without a doubt, the coming of the Lord is fast upon us. How many of you believe the Lord is coming soon? Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, Jesus is coming soon. So you cannot afford to wait for one more service or one more Sunday or another preacher or another meeting to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. All the signs of the coming of the Lord are literally all about us right now. It is true. Jesus is coming soon. There's never been a generation that could point in any direction and say, see, there's the sign that Jesus is coming. The Bible tells us in Mark 13, it gives us an indication of some of the things that are going to transpire before the coming of the Lord. And the Bible says there'll be wars and rumors of wars and nations rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom and earthquakes, famines, troubles, moral decay. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And you look in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and you look through that, that first five verses and Paul brought revelation to Timothy about what he would see in the last days in the culture, society, in people. And these are some of the things that reveal the coming of the Lord. He said people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient, obedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited. He ends it by saying they will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Does anybody believe we're living in the last days? But there is yet one more undeniable and unmistakable indication that Jesus is coming very soon. In Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost 120 people were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and the Bible says that they began to speak with other tongues in the upper room in Jerusalem and the Bible tells 
tells us that Peter was present and Peter was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us James, John, Andrew, Philip, and even Thomas was there and they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and whether you like it or not the Bible says that even Mary the mother of Jesus was present in the upper room when the outpouring of the spirit began to break loose and guess what Mary the mother of Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke She spoke with other tongues just like the Bible promised. The Bible tells us that when those in Jerusalem heard about this Holy Ghost outpouring, they were amazed and some marveled at this baptism and this demonstration of the Spirit of the Lord. Some in the city mocked the outpouring of the Spirit. Some were confused by what they witnessed and said, well, these people are just drunk. They're just emotional. They're just crazy. But Peter made this declaration in Acts chapter 2 and verse 14. The Bible says he stood up with the eleven and lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these that are speaking with other tongues are not drunken as you suppose, seeing that this is but the third hour of the day but this what you witnessed where people are being filled with the Holy Ghost is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel then he goes on in verse 17 and he said it shall come to pass in the last days right before the coming of the Lord right before Jesus comes to get his church amongst all the other signs of the times amongst all the wars and rumors of wars amongst all the moral decay amongst all the trouble and all the famine and all the problems he said in the last days saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh your sons your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall
shall prophesy and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved every Baptist every Catholic every Lutheran every Presbyterian every atheist every Muslim and even Pentecostals everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is not going to be a small baptism. What God does in these last days, it's not going to be a small outpouring that affects one town or one village or one little nation. Even John, the Bible says, when he got in the Holy Ghost, he got a vision of what God was going to do in the last days. Because notice what John said in Revelation 7 and 9. He said, after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number (laughs) a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues standing before the throne and this was not the white throne this was not where people were gathered together for judgment this was those who had washed themselves in the blood of the lamb this was a number a great multitude a number that could not be numbered friends do you understand that in these last days amongst all the turmoil God is going to keep his word and there's going to be a baptism of the spirit that fills every man every woman every child that calls upon the name of the Lord and that's why we've gathered here today on a Saturday because we are ready to call on the name I want to preach to you for just a few moments today. (laughs) I've already started. (laughs) But I'm going to preach for just a few more moments. Simply this. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. One more time, I want you just to lift up your hands and I want everybody who believes that Jesus is coming, I want you to call upon the name of Jesus. I want you to shout out to the Lord with a great shout. I want you to begin to reach out in the spirit. Come on, don't hurry through this. We're living in the last days. Don't rush. Don't just rush through this. You ought to call on the name of the Lord. You ought to say right now, right now. Right now, I want to receive the Holy Ghost. Right now. I don't want to miss this moment. I don't want to be standing afar off. 
I don't want to miss the outpouring of the promise of God in these last days. I don't want to be on a hillside watching from a distance at one of the greatest indications of the coming of the Lord. I want to be on the front lines where people are being born again of the water and of the spirit. I want to see it with my own eyes. I wish every believer that felt that way would let out a shout and begin to rejoice. Come on, come on. You have been chosen to be here in the last days. Uh, before you're seated, why don't you shake hands with two or three people, look them right in the eye and say, oh, you're about to get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Go ahead and tell them. Say, you're about to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Tell them you're about to receive the promise of God. Tell somebody you're going to be healed. You're going to be delivered. You're going to be set free. Why don't you speak a word of faith to somebody? You tell them God is healing you now. The cancer's leaving your body. You're going to be strengthened, restored, renewed. In the last day of the church, you're going to be speaking with other tongues. Well, clap your hands to the Lord and you may be seated. When I left uh, our tent revival last year, I traveled to Warren, Ohio, and uh, I had been invited to be the, the, the guest speaker at the Azusa Street Riders Rally, and that is an awesome gathering of motorcycle people. All of these guys with motorcycles and cool Azusa Street gang member vest showed up in this city about a hundred bike riders and a hundred gangster jackets and they were looking pretty cool and pretty tough and they made me an honorary member of the Azusa Street Riders gang. I've got my own Azusa Street Riders gang colors. So y'all better watch out. I got a gang now. Well, they do this thing where apparently they do an Azusa Street Riders um, ride for like three hours or something and they invited me to go with them and they provided me a motorcycle and, and I was so excited about going on this three hour motorcycle ride until I was about 20 minutes into it. Seat wasn't feeling comfortable. Here, it's a long three hours on that little bike, and and well, and then as we stopped for gas, about an hour and a half into the ride, they told me where we were going. We were we were going to a a uh, this restaurant called um, oh, mm, it's a terrible restaurant. <laughs> a purpose to never remember it. Uh, it's like a buffet, an old buffet restaurant. And all of this meat has been sitting out for like 82 days and just smells different. And 
But they told me, they said, we are, we are driving to the favorite restaurant of the Azusa Street Riders gang members. And, and I, I realized I didn't want to be in that gang anymore. But I, I told them, I said, I said, well, we're not going to just do a three-hour ride. I said, when we stop at this gas station, I want us to change the atmosphere. I want us to operate in kingdom purpose. I said, let's get off our bikes and just start speaking with other tongues and see what kind of a mess we can start. Well, we about maybe 80 to 100 motorcycles pull into this gas station we're already a spectacle everybody's cl clutching their purses a little tighter and, and people are a little worried and, and then we're, we stepped off of our bikes and we started speaking in other tongues and a prayer meeting broke loose in the parking lot of that shell gas station and all of a sudden this woman that was in a white pickup truck she was pulling out of the parking lot and she she slammed on her brakes and jumped out of the vehicle and she pointed across the lot at us and she said I see fire, fire fire well that was all I needed all of a sudden I pointed at her and I screamed back and I said no you see the Holy Ghost Holy Ghost Holy Ghost well when I said that she threw her hands on the hood of her vehicle and started weeping and then all of a sudden about 80 motorcycle riders circled around that car and started laying hands on this little lady and seconds later in the middle of a shell gas station parking lot she was speaking with other tongues just like the Bible says somehow she rolled across her car across the door and wound up in the front seat and before I could get control of myself I had somehow made my way through the passenger window with my legs kicking out the other side and I had my hand on her forehead and we were speaking in other tongues together it was such a spectacle that the police showed up they had no idea what was going on in that parking lot as all of of these men were speaking in other tongues well long story short I we all finally stopped praying and I started to wiggle out of the window and try to regain my composure of some kind and as I was pulling myself out of the window this woman who saw the fire of God and was filled with the Holy Ghost reached up and grabbed my arms and pulled me back into the window and she looked me right in the eye and said thus saith the Lord the grand finale of God's outpouring of the spirit has already begun she said get ready people are gonna get the Holy Ghost all over the world then she started weeping again and speaking with other tongues again come on believers if you believe we're living in the last days you ought to get on your feet and shout yeah. 
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to speak in tongues. Somebody needs to shout. Somebody. Why don't you lay your hand on your neighbor and begin to pray for them. Say, I lose faith for the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, just say it. I release faith into you for the gift of the Holy Ghost. I release faith for miracles. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Italamashata. Praise God. Earlier this year, matter of fact, I guess it was in December. You may be seated. In December, uh, we got this unique invitation to to uh, South Africa. There was a gathering of 100 Trinitarian pastors that wanted to know if the Holy Ghost was real. They wanted to know if the name of Jesus was truly necessary for salvation. And so me and Bishop Stark from Columbus, Ohio, got on an airplane and we traveled to, to South Africa where we gathered in a room with over 100 Trinitarian pastors of churches all across South Africa. took turns teaching on the oneness of God. I must have taught one day for six hours straight on the oneness of God. Now, you don't believe that, I know. Well, unless you were here last night, and then you believe there's possibility that I could preach six hours straight. But in most cases, that is so impossible to believe. But for six hours on one day, I taught about there being only one God, and his name was Jesus, that he was the mighty God in Christ, that he was the Father, is the Son, is the Holy Ghost. I began to teach for hours about the necessity of being born again of the water, being buried with Christ in the watery grave of baptism, coming out of that water in the only saving name as a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hours. They sat silent. Hours they were unmoved. It was an awkward setting. And uh, three days straight we preached about the mighty God in Christ. Three days straight we preached about the outpouring. Then on Sunday morning, apparently three bishops of large organizations, Trinitarian organizations in the nation of Angola heard what was going on in South Africa. So they bought airplane tickets and showed up on Sunday to hear a little bit about this teaching Sunday afternoon Bishop was preaching 
And he was preaching about the power of the word of God. That power of the spoken word. And he made a statement at the end. He said, Peter did not walk on the water. He said, that is a false doctrine preaching. He said, Peter walked on the word. He said, the moment that God manifest in the flesh said, come. All of a sudden, Peter stepped out of that boat, not on waves, but on the spoken word of God. And it didn't matter what the waves did or what the wind did. He said the word of God was enough to stabilize his steps. When he said that, he said we are not here to ask you to have confidence in the wind or the waves. He said, all we are asking you to do is believe the word. He said, if you are willing to believe the word of God, I want you to come running to this platform right now. And all of a sudden, without hesitation, over 100 Trinitarian pastors, including those three bishops of Trinitarian organizations, came running to that altar weeping, trembling tripping over each other they could not wait to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost well when they got in the altar Bishop looked at me and he said well they're ready he said come on they're ready and I have to be honest with you I wasn't sure they were ready but he was sure they were ready and he said come on he said it's time to harvest and all of a sudden there was a tremble that overtook the room and they began to repent of their sins and they began to cry out to the Lord like the Bible said they began to call on the name of Jesus and brother Gabe it was only a matter of seconds, a few moments that the word of God was confirmed in that room and in just a few seconds, 74 Trinitarian pastors were speaking with other tongues just like the Bible says. 29 of them were rebaptized in the only saving name of Jesus that evening. Those Trinitarian bishops flew back to Angola filled with the Holy Ghost and called a leaders meeting, gathered all their ministers, and in one service they had 47 more Trinitarian pastors filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in one... In one afternoon, they rebaptized 93 Trinitarian pastors in the only saving name of Jesus. I want somebody to understand there is a sound of abundance of rain. God is opening up the windows of heaven. One more time, lift up your voice. Begin to shout. Stand with me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm preaching short because pastor told me I don't get paid by the minute. So. 
Praise God. Oh, we left South Africa and flew to the nation of El Salvador. Just in January, we were in El Salvador, and there was such a mighty move of the Spirit. We had an impromptu revival in a park. It was only the day before that we decided to do it, and we gathered all... was a big gathering, probably about three, four thousand people that just spontaneously gathered in a park in San Miguel. We began to preach to them about the outpouring of the Spirit, the promise of God that was available to every man and every woman and every child. And in a matter of seconds, in an impromptu gathering in San Miguel, Salvador God filled 842 people with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues I want every believer that has faith for an outpouring in North Dakota to clap your hands and begin to shout like you can hear Oh, come on, do that some more. I feel the faith stirring in this room. I feel the Holy Ghost blowing in this room. I feel anointing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In just a moment, we're going to open up this altar And we're going to ask everybody in this room to quickly come and gather here together in the altar. But I don't want anybody to come by themselves. When I invite you to come, I want you to take the hand of somebody near you. And I want you to tell them, we are living in the last days. And God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. I want you to speak that prophetic word into somebody and say, God is going to fill you and heal you and deliver you I want you to speak that word of faith and seed the atmosphere with the word that cannot and will not return void every spoken word of God will come to pass today every word of God hallelujah I want you to turn to somebody right now and tell them, say, come on, come on, you got nothing to lose. Say, we're living in the last days. Tell them, say, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and tell somebody that God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. I want you to quickly take them and say, come on, let's go. I want everybody to come from everywhere and gather in the altar together. Come on, everybody. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Everybody ought to be moving. Come on. Push your way in, everybody. Don't don't block the aisle. Push your way in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on right now. Push the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. Brother Reddy, would you come help me, Pastor? And and Brother Gabe, come on and help me, Pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.